Welcome to Swanglinese, the only podcast talking the language of business here in the Middle East. Your hosts, Barry Lee Cummings and Oscar Andermo, give you their own insights, as well as interviewing business leaders in the region to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Barry, Oscar, let's talk Swanglinese. Hello, everybody, and a very warm welcome to this episode of Swanglinese. I'm Barry Lee Cummings, and this week in the studio, I have the pleasure of Ziad. Hi, Ziad. How are you? Hello, Barry. How are you? Thanks a lot for uh, having me today. Absolute pleasure. It's, it's it really is my pleasure to have you on here because I've uh, I've done a little bit of research about you and and so forth. I'm very excited to get your um, your your story really, and that's what our podcast is around to hear a little bit more about your journey um, because I think it's a really interesting one in terms of where you've started and to what brought us here today. You know, on a Zoom call doing this podcast. So as always with all of our guests, uh, take us back. Tell us a little bit about who is the ad. Where did you start uh, in your, your professional journey? And then we'll get into some of the things that you've done um, along the way. Very good. Thanks a lot. Um, well, uh, don't believe everything you read, but I, I don't think there's much uh, <laughs> untrue on me uh, online uh, or in my LinkedIn and other social media. But to be honest, uh, I, I wear many hats uh, and this is uh, metaphorically speaking and so most of the time literally speaking, especially since we became uh, framed, you know, on the Zoom screen. So today yeah. I'm wearing the hoodie. Uh, okay. because uh, I think we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about the entrepreneurial hat, but <laughs> it didn't start as an entrepreneur. Um, and I think this is something a little bit that comes in our culture in the region. I'm from Lebanon and from the Middle East uh, in general. And uh, although we are known to be uh, entrepreneurs, uh, usually your, uh, your culture and your family and your background is pushing you towards a good profession. Either you yep. come from the entrepreneurial background and you have uh, a family business or typically uh, what everybody wants is that you become a lawyer or an engineer or a doctor or something similar. And, you know, that's why I, be, I, you know, I remember saying when I was a young kid, I want to become an electronics engineer. And right. I diverted from that uh, in the early 90s. Uh, it was the beginning of the PC era and we were starting to, to, to play a lot of games and, and special effects were coming into the into the scene, uh, you know, on, mm -hmm. on TV. So I decided to, to, to go into that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, 3D animation space, etc. But what happens also uh, in a lot of places, not only in our region, there is not proper orientation. So I ended up doing computer and communication engineering because it was engineering. So right. It was supposed to be good. And, uh, and then at the end of that road, I, I, I realized that I am not equipped actually to do what I had in mind. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, uh, as a good, uh, you know, probably surfer will tell you, I'm not a surfer, but I can imagine you, you see a wave and you, you get on it. And uh, at the time, the next wave that was coming was the wave of uh, telecommunications and, uh, uh, you know, Ericsson and Nokia and Motorola and these companies were starting to change the world in terms of uh, fibering everything up and then, you know, starting also the wireless journey with, uh, with 2G and GSM. And I jumped on that uh, wagon, worked... Uh, uh, around 10-12 years with, with, with an amazing company called Ericsson, various roles in the region. Along the way, I did an MBA. And that is when the first time, you know, the word entrepreneurship came into my lexicon. I had a very interesting course and I realized that, oh, this is the, the way to go. You know, the, the rich dad, poor dad story. If yeah. I want to be the rich dad, uh, I should go that way. But uh, A, uh, I didn't have the right idea. B, the, the, the dot, uh, dot com bubble burst around the same time. So I said, okay, good, <laughs> <You know, Yeah. laughs> stand by. 
and uh, and and see, I had an amazing job that was, you know, taking me around the world and uh, you know, keeping me at the cutting edge of of technology and business trends. And mm-hmm. and from that job, I also uh, got into my next job, uh, which also brought us to Dubai with Qualcomm, who's another giant in telecommunications and a super innovative company. So I'm again, I'm 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 itching to start something. But I still don't have the good idea, and I have, uh, you know, great jobs that are exposing me to continuously new ideas. So the first thing I did was actually to say, okay, how can I help other entrepreneurs from where I am? And that was happening uh, a lot of times during the course of actually my my work and my mandate, which, for instance, we worked a lot back in 2009-2010 on growing the app development community in the region. We wanted more mobile apps. So we worked a lot to, to help startups that are in the mobile space and, you know, got into that, which also uh, led me to become part of a great uh, network called TIE, T-I-E, uh, which stands, uh, stands for the, the, the Indus Entrepreneur. And uh, it's a global network that is uh, completely benevolent and focuses on fostering entrepreneurship around the world. Whether you're a student or whether you're a corporate person sitting behind the desk, or whether you're an actual entrepreneur in the middle of a startup or a bigger business, Thai is there since 1992 to help these entrepreneurs uh, in their journey through mentorship, education, networking, etc. And uh, the Thai chapter in Dubai has been around since 2003, so I was uh, I was happy to be part of it uh, since 2012, and and currently on the board uh, as well, uh, where we we're running multiple initiatives. So we, maybe later I'll give you the link. Send some people Definitely. Uh, from your audience Absolutely. to there. Yeah, we'll see how we can add them. All the things that you put in there, we'll put them on the blog <clears> post <throat> as well. So that because I think that it's a great, great um, uh, entity. It's a great thing for those that are thinking about the journey to to explore and say, you know what, there's a huge support network right there, just in that one entity that, that that can help with with many different things. So yeah, we'll we'll include those for sure. That's, but it's that's um, definitely an important resource. Yes. Definitely, um, but it's 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 one of many things that you do. So you you on the, you've been a part of that community. You're on the board of it right now. But you you um, so tell us a little bit about the timeline because you obviously came over. You had you said you didn't have the idea that you wanted to to put yes. into place, but you you had started to think about this whole entrepreneurial journey, as it were. Um, so what was the 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 period of time you said from about two thousand was it that you started to. 2000, uh, I started realizing that this is the way forward. And, and at the time, we had uh, an Ericsson uh, developer program. I can't remember the name of it uh, now. And we started working with developers back in the days of GPRS and 2.5G because we thought this will be mobile internet at the time. And you know, look where we are now. And that's yeah. amazing <laughs> in that journey. In 2008, again, when we were uh, starting Qualcomm uh, uh, presence in the region, we worked a lot on apps with smartphones. And, and, you know, since then it grew, 2012 was the period where I, I started my engagement with Thai. And then it became also a little bit, let's say, uh, more agnostic. It was not uh, about technology anymore, purely. Uh, and and to be honest, between you and me, I still don't have the idea. So <laughs> let, let me tell you how well, uh, I, I, I got there as well. <laughs> well, it, that's definitely interesting because if you haven't had the idea yet, I'm, I'm curious as to how all these other ideas that have already come out and <laughs> come to fruition, yeah. How do we get to those stages? Well, you know, one thing that I found is is one way to help, uh, you know, and, and to support and to get involved was through Thai. Another way was to 
uh, angel invest if I can even you know say that about my my little uh, amount of investment or pocket uh, or portfolio but uh, I, I played the role of friends and family uh, not the fool and in this case I hope and uh, <laughs> I invested in a couple of, uh, uh, of startups uh, that, that some friends had the, those ideas came then from them not right. from me and uh, uh, and family members and uh, ultimately you know I sit on, on, on the board of two of them uh, but I'm much more dedicated uh, I mean I after leaving the corporate world I decided that I will give a lot of my time to these companies and particularly one of them which was younger and needed a lot more uh, let's say execution power and that's uh, that's uh, coconut uh, okay. our uh, our uh, basically social community for uh, hospitality recruitment uh, which you know is homemade in in the UAE uh, started early on uh, as 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 you know as a directory I would say back in 2017, but now it's a full fledged social network and uh, job marketplace. We have more than 65,000 users on it from wow. from from more than 200 countries around the world. Half of them I would say are in the UAE. Half of them want to be in the UAE right yeah. now uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But uh, again, they provide us a very strong, uh, actually, pool because we're, we're starting to look, look at global expansion there. We've, uh, we have more than 1,400, 1,500 businesses that, have, that are on the platform that recruit from restaurants, coffee shops, uh, beaches, hotels, you name it, uh, they're there. And, uh, you know, it's quite a satisfying uh, platform. Our... Uh, Pre-COVID, our uh, our motto was jobs worth traveling for, and I think this should be the, the motto of every company. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, <laughs> we 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 toned it down on the travel a little bit, but we have a uh, you know we believe in a world where it is quick, simple, and seriously fun to hunt for jobs or hunt for people. So that's what we work on. That's amazing. And was there yeah. any, uh, you know, you said you played the, the, the role of, of, of friends and family in that. Was it, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that you did sort of the due diligence on multiple opportunities, I would imagine, or was it literally that you just, you know, two people came to you and said, oh, this is my idea. And you're thinking, yep, that sounds like a good idea. Or was there a few that you're thinking, oh, that could be interesting. Or what was the process that you went through to say, you know what, coconut's the one that I really want to put some, some, some uh, yeah. emphasis and some investment behind. So pre-coconut, I, I, I went into two main uh, startups. Uh, one of them is Potential.com, very good friend of mine. Uh, we spent years in university together. Had started this training uh, business, but wanted to take it online. So mm -hmm. that's where uh, I came in. And today, it's one of the leading ed tech platforms specialized in the you know social impact and development space. Yeah. And that one was pure trust, I would say. Uh, compared to how much I could afford at the time, it was a large uh, investment and frankly, you know, paid off in, in many ways uh, mm -hmm. in, in, uh, on paper, but also in, uh, morally in various ways. Uh, other one was actually an interesting experience uh, when uh, my wife woke me up at uh, around 3 a.m. and she said, oh, I know, I have the idea. I said, okay, <laughs> let's talk about it tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I pushed her to uh, do it. And that was the wrong thing. I pushed her a little bit too much. She, and she, you know, eventually we found out that it was a bit premature uh, from the perspective of... Uh, not the market or the idea in, in kind of the, you know, the, the age of our kids and my travel patterns were not supportive of her being able to pull this off. So, uh, but it was a great idea called Pro Moms. And uh, 
basically uh, another social uh, uh, recruitment platform for uh, working mothers, right. uh, which you can imagine is very valid until now. She's listening and she's going to hate me for saying this, but I still think we should do this. <laughs> well, it, it, it's something that um, I think people have cottoned on to because there's definitely here now there's a, a there's a, a platform for that as well, because there's there's many, many women that are in the corporate world. They take time to have the kids and then they're like, right, well, I want to come Absolutely. back, maybe not full time because I still want to be. But I want to get back into the, the working world. And and there was nobody. Yeah providing that opportunity right it was thinking well yes, yes, yes. okay well there's not really much especially here especially with the rules around part-time work and what you can and can't do based on visas and so forth so yeah ahead of your time with that one in terms of uh, uh, it's, well, it's uh, still an amazing concept as you said the people who you know these ladies are, are great professionals they were not even laid off or anything there's nothing oh. to say about their performance it's a family situation that leads you to quit for a while and then some or and especially because you move to dubai that's another area where usually when a couple moves to dubai it's one of them who has the job the other one mm. quits the job and typically you know more likely it's this is the ladies so that was you know uh, one one experiment and we learned a lot from it uh, for sure mm. but but then what happened after that is uh, that's uh, so there it's like i said more trust more guts uh, gut feeling uh, uh, and that remains the core element but with time i started learning a lot more by actually through being with thai while i was giving from my corporate angle i was also learning a lot from mm. a lot of the other thai charter members who were you know doing mentorship in front of me or judging pitches in front of me and then slowly slowly i became you know a judge on these pitches and i mm -hmm. sit on the steering committee of in five where we see uh you know five ten uh, startups almost uh, every every two weeks so i started getting a feel of oh this is this is good and and, and this is less likely to succeed although i, I i'm not 100 percent uh, you know accurate in, in my judgment i would say sure uh, <laughs> And so that's where, you know, when uh, the Coconut uh, uh, co-founders came to me at a very early stage, and uh, both of them are uh, superstars in the hospitality industry. One of them is, is actually a relative. Uh, Asad is a, uh, you know, a PR in a, in a big, uh, you know, nightlife and restaurant group uh, called Demind, and, and has a long history of managing and starting and running uh, in hospitality businesses and uh, the other co-founder is Joey Ghazal he's the founder and managing uh, partner of the main and I don't know if you've been to the many main restaurants in Dubai probably you know yep. the best uh, if not among uh, the even in the world you know and so uh, Joey and Asad came and said listen you know in the hospitality space we we hire based on uh, personality uh, and uh, most platforms don't don't show that. And also, we uh, there's a lot of uh, word of mouth and uh, and connection in that space. And right now, we can pay money and we get ten thousand CVs, and that doesn't help. It's uh, expensive and it's uh, complicated. So we were thinking of doing this, and we took that uh, idea and we developed it into Coconut today. And it it, it hit a few. Uh, kind of right spots in my mind it's uh, highly scalable it can be done uh, you know uh, geographically in particular cities it doesn't have to cover all you know corners of the world uh, yeah. physically speaking while, while digital gives us the platform uh, it's uh, it's a com continuously uh, feeding marketplace because hospitality jobs are transient by nature 
you start doing that when you're a student and ultimately you leave that marketplace and it fills again uh, or you do it when you're between jobs or you do it when you're an actor in Hollywood waiting for that big break. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we hope to have, you know, the, the next Cameron Diaz and uh, Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> among our members. Uh, so, uh, so that, but the most important thing, and that's, you know, I think the biggest uh, advice to anybody who's thinking of doing a business and why I have not had the idea yet, or I don't think that I have had the idea, is your idea needs to be solving a real, problem a burning mm. problem into somebody's uh, you know hands or pocket that they will first of all they're willing to pay nowadays they're willing to download your app or spend the effort to sign up to your platform etc and in, in that particular case we we have you know we have the the can doers we have the staff and you know if, if you if you and uh, i think you will hopefully you will start looking differently when you go to a restaurant now you can see that uh, you know people that work in a restaurant, whether behind the, the scenes in the kitchen or in the in front, are 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 very savvy. They they can do things. They they have to figure out quickly, uh, and uh, you know how to uh, sometimes salvage the situation. It's a stage, and on that stage, you know, some people are celebrating, some people are negotiating, some people are uh, you know declaring their love and proposing, and you have to be you know, uh, acting in, in that space uh, altogether. So they're very smart people, very can-do type of people. And on the other hand, you have these dream builders, the, the restaurateurs, the hospitality uh, investors and entrepreneurs who, who build that stage for you. So right. and then the moment you walk into a restaurant, then you're, you're transported into that world typically, even if it's uh, as simple as a, a Starbucks or a McDonald's. It's, yeah. You're in their environment. So... Uh, and both of them have real problems. You know, the, the dream builder is running a business and, and a key part of delivering their, their service or their product is the staff. And mm -hmm. it's a total extension of, of this experience and the dream that they are building because I can serve you a 500 uh, dirhams uh, plate, but if it's not, you know, delivered to your table gracefully and with a nice attitude and with a smile, you know, that, that ruins the whole experience. And on the other hand, you know, we have people who need jobs more than ever today. And our sector was uh, heavily hit uh, during the, the, the last uh, 12 months. Uh, yeah. But we we're happy to see, first of all, it's recovering. Second of all, as much as we, 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 we like delivery services and the takeaway, we crave this, you know, uh, feeling of face-to-face uh, -face, uh, dining and uh, companionship. Definitely. And it's an experience, isn't it? It's an experience in itself. And I think I, I definitely we have missed that, the idea of going to a restaurant either with your other half or with a group of people and, and socializing and enjoying right. a good meal. And like I say, just, and and it's always very interesting to understand how sometimes you don't pay attention to that surroundings because everything is as it should be. But when something doesn't fit, that's when you're thinking, hmm, that wasn't very good or exactly. why is that there and what that's strange kind of thing put together and those then start there so it is a skill for sure to get that right whereby actually it all works and and it's almost like a, an un an un you don't get uh record you don't get commended for it because if, if everything's okay then you don't notice, <laughs> and, don't notice so exactly. exactly and then you say you think oh well i guess that is the 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 praise uh, from that side of things that nobody said anything strange about what what we're doing here and actually everything was very positive so yeah i think it's Correct. i think that um i mean maybe we can just touch on it a little bit for, for something because nobody planned for the last year at all from a business perspective and small business owners especially f and b uh even more yeah. so perhaps whereby um literally 
shut the doors that that's it or, or if you were able to pivot a little bit to delivery you could but then some couldn't because it just wasn't feasible um how have some of the businesses that you were involved with how have you sort of ridden that out have there been things that you've 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 helped put in place just in terms of within the workforce building that resilience but then also ac- actions that you've taken to, to 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 sort of weather that storm a little bit yeah well you know uh, it- Outside the looking first, uh, you know, especially to our big community of staff, we 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 I mean, we realized that they're sitting at home, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that was an opportunity maybe for them to upskill a little bit. So actually, we did a, a collaboration with Potential.com and provided them with a huge library of courses that they could avail from for free. And this is the very interesting part, you know. The I. Uh, around, I mean, we were going also, everybody was going through a little bit of Zoom fatigue, I would say, but still people were learning. And uh, the, the course that got the most number of enrollment and completion was uh, innovation and design thinking. Uh, uh, because the, the library of courses were, was more business related. So you can see that this, uh, you know people want to also take advantage and rethink certain things. And with, you've heard a lot of people who said, okay, this is a reset. This is for me the time to redesign my life, redesign what I want to do. And I hope we, we, we could help with that. Uh, from the business uh, perspective, it was difficult uh, to, to, call up, to contribute directly uh, because they were either shut down or quickly shifting to delivery and all their attention was there. So, I mean, uh, we, we removed all our cancellation fees and, uh, and then we took advantage of the whole situation to look inside. We rebranded, uh, we worked on developing uh, uh, a lot of our uh, backend, the mobile app, which we're launching soon uh, as well, et cetera. So we took a kind of, you know, that uh, recess time to, to, to do a little bit of our own uh, rethinking internally. But again, I'm happy to say that uh, the numbers that we saw in terms of new jobs in, in the hospitality sector in Dubai in December uh, were as high as the ones in December last year. So uh, we, and, and our, our, all, all our graphs show this V-shape. So yeah. we, we touched the bottom in, in May, June, and mm-hmm. we come up. The interesting thing is that even in May, June, we managed to uh, actually raise funds for our business. So despite all of that, uh, you know, the belief in the industry is, was there. I would say we were still in a dark tunnel back then. So it takes a lot of uh, uh, guts for people to invest. Right now, with, uh, you know, with the uh, vaccines, at least we see the light at the end of the tunnel and we are just you know, zooming, uh, zooming out. towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. No, that's that's very interesting, and and I think it's also very positive as well. Like you say, that they're even. I think it's it's positive, and it's also um, reassuring to people that yes, even in the middle of it, is that there was people kind of get down on themselves, right? They get down and oh, this is yeah. terrible. This is the end of the. And, and again, I'm not not trying to uh, make light of that, but your example there says that there is still potential there. There is still the ability to yeah. to do things and, and move things forwards, which um, I think, you know, from what you're saying, it's a mindset thing. It's it's the ability to yeah. to tell yourself that you can do this. And then once you tell yourself that, then you start to take actions that, oh, okay, well, they are they are open to listening to this. There is investment out there. There is potential. There are people still looking for what I do. Um, and that I think this has definitely been a time where a lot of people have focused on the negative so much and and not through any fault of their own that's what's been fed through you know the media and everything so of course that's a natural reaction but uh, the ability to sort of push that away a little bit and, and focus on on what you can do rather than what we can't do <laughs> exactly yeah exactly 
Um, so yeah, this is the, the, I think the only story that came in that part actually, which, uh, you know, in terms of an idea uh, is the podcast. And uh, right. in fact, I had, uh, I had been signing my emails, uh, you know, back in 2008, when I started the new job, you get the opportunity once every, I think every four or five years to set up your uh, email system, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, okay. And then it says, which, which signature would you like to put in the bottom of every email as a template? And I was like, sincerely yours best because I said, no, you know what? I've been working in telecommunications all this time. And, and nowadays it's the age of wireless. And I came up with a signature that says wirelessly yours instead ah. of sincerely yours. And, and, and I sent it and, and people started saying, oh, this is cool. And since then I said, okay, I need to do something with this. I'm not sure what exactly. So in the middle of, uh, of April, May, uh, in the lockdown period, I said, okay, this is the time. Now that we, I cannot be physically present uh, everywhere. I can be wirelessly present in a lot yeah. of places. Uh, so we started uh, uh, the podcast and, uh, you know, wirelessly yours. A bit more uh, exactly uh, about uh, things, you know, on social media, activating that digital angle of, of the uh, human side. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I think it's great. And I like the story behind it. That's pretty cool. That's uh, one of those yeah. things that's been there for a long time. Like, I'm going to do something with it. <laughs> and that's also that mindset that well, something yeah. will come. <laughs> and the first thing you do is you book the URL. And, you know, so I've been paying for that domain since. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was about time to use <laughs> it. Like, it's about time I've been paying for this. Yeah. yeah. But it is funny, the digital uh, realm. I'm in exactly the same when I started this. I had, I've probably had, even last year, there's a few domains I've been paying for for 10 years that I said, right, I'm just going to do some cleaning up here because that's just purge. just gone out yeah it's gone out the window that's not going to happen so i'm getting rid of that but that's that's also part of the beauty of the the digital world if you like and again one of the, the brands that we haven't talked about yet is meditari in, in terms yes. of that so, and that that's more in as far as and again maybe you can tell us a bit more about it so that i don't butcher this but from what i understand it has that digital slant towards it so where, where does that Absolutely. sit in in the whole journey well you know uh, when uh uh, in 2018, what happened is uh, Qualcomm, who's a great company, was going under a lot of uh, pressure from various angles to cost cuts, and they decided to uh, kind of exit the whole region for various reasons. Among you know, it, it was a huge, it was a one billion dollar opex reduction. I would say we were we were merely a rounding error for uh, in the bigger scheme of things. But uh, that meant that uh, we had suddenly access to a, a strong. Uh, talent pool with uh, no restraint like typically when you leave a company you can't touch the employees there is yeah no. but it, it it left completely a, a void that we could fill and uh, and and some good people that we have been working with for five ten years so we a few of us partnered uh, and together with some of our local uh, or regional contacts in, in the key markets that we had particularly saudi arabia and pakistan we we we, we started thinking about what we have to do and meditari is uh, uh, stands for uh, actually the word meditare is the uh, at the, the root uh, the latin root for to think it's to meditate upon to ponder so it, it was always something that I, I want to put some thought leadership in, in that space so uh, so we used that one of the domains that also i i, I had parked for a long time and uh, and uh, and at, at, at the beginning we, we worked on, on on business development ideas and we called it a a global advisory network, which suddenly became a digital advisory network and then called virtual advisory network. And 
And the interesting part is that then, uh, you know, the COVID uh, uh, restrictions uh, happened and suddenly the virtual angle became a key angle. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've, before that, I mean, it's a very, it's a very, it's a network concept. So we don't have employees and we don't have fixed costs. And so we team up as, as, as advisors and partners who have long execution and operational experience in the telecom world. And we, we address certain uh, client needs uh, as a project. And uh, I would say in 2019, which was our first full year of operation, we were there physically doing things. Right. I flew, uh, I took 72 flights in 2018, uh, 26 of which so every other week on average to Saudi Arabia, uh, because this is where you know my client was. And it was a successful year, to be honest, for the first year of operation. Uh, then 2020 came and 10 flights in January, February, and that, that's it. Uh, and for most of us, it was the same thing. But in fact, I'll give you an example. I cannot talk about the end project uh, yet because it's not announced publicly. But we worked for 10, uh, 10 months from February to December uh, between Dubai, Riyadh, Amman, Europe, three different cities, and Canada, Toronto, on one project, uh, which we delivered at the end of the year in December. And with only uh, one person in, in, in Riyadh, and the client was in Riyadh. Uh, so, uh, and that, that would have been unthinkable, uh, you know, one year ago, because everybody would say, okay, Get yourself um, over here. Yeah. I want to see you in front of <laughs> yeah. me. <right? laughs> uh, so, so that's the thing. So then it became, uh, and even you know, I was talking to uh, one of our senior partners yesterday. I was like, look, if anything, this is an opportunity for all of us in the network uh, to give our expertise from wherever we are as much as we can. You know, maintain our current family arrangement or lifestyle and still be able to contribute and get some uh, return out of this mm. and that's you know that's that's the story of uh, of Neditai. right okay so right now how do you split your time between the i know some some of them are sort of high level board in, in uh, level engagements from your perspective yeah. but there's still even just in that brief discussion there's still a lot of plates spinning at that point in time how do you yeah. how, how do you how do you allocate, um, I guess, priority, I suppose, and how do you manage it? It's, uh, I mean, I'm working on various transitions. So uh, it, uh, at the beginning, put a lot of weight on on, uh, on Meditari because uh, uh, it was starting. And I am still very involved, but we are growing the team uh, or the leadership particularly so that it can, uh, you know, start uh, Operating with less involvement from myself. The good thing mm -hmm. in that case, it's, it's not a startup, and uh, and we have a lot of senior people around. So management and leadership is not a problem. It's just about you know who would like to do it, and under which terms and conditions. And this is what we're working on right now. Uh, so coconut is where I'm shifting a lot of my time now because uh, what we put on hold, you know, during uh, you know 2020 was our global expansion. Right. And part of the reason I am here right now in Spain is to start exploring the European market and the Mediterranean market in general, uh, because it it's plays a very, a very interesting seasonality balance with, with the Gulf mm. in terms of, uh, you know, uh, where, where staff are needed more in, in the summer uh, versus the winter. And, and also uh, we're starting to explore uh, or, or we have in mind that as we, why Spain? Because as we start speaking Spanish, as a platform, as a, as a communication, uh, we can then, uh, you know, we can then address Latin America 
which mm-hmm. really extends from uh, Ushuaia to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, 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 massive market. Yeah, very and interesting. More, yeah. And, and I guess part of the um, the, uh, the the conversation, I suppose, what I wanted to do is this idea of the digital world. You're in Spain now. I'm in Dubai. We're having this conversation. You're looking at the the um, the, the different expansion potential. Do you do you? Or well, I suppose I think the answer is yes to the question: Has COVID accelerated this digitization of businesses? But how how fast do you how how fast has it done that? In terms of how many more years has it brought it closer to many more companies that perhaps were not thinking about this especially here in the region i've talked to a few people about this that there are some still you know old-fashioned approaches where you you clock in you clock out with the thumb thing to make sure that you're in the office from half past six until half past six and if you're not in the office between those then you're not working to everybody being sent home and then the the company saying oh actually things are still working and there's still things are happening and uh, maybe we've even grown our business during this period of time so maybe having them in the office isn't necessary for some of these roles how fast how many years have you think that this has brought it forward in terms of the focus for a lot of businesses i'm not sure if it brought us forward or backwards somehow in a good way so it's kind of a reset of a lot of bad habits that we had yeah Uh, you know we we used to do a lot of work with uh, with uh, still with you know faxes when i started working before even email was there and lots of uh, regular phone calls. And I feel that, you know, travel was not as as glamorous and as accessible that, like that. Uh, so frankly, one of my last business trips in 2020 was just to attend a small networking event that we organized. So, you know, for 20 people. So it, it, we were, I think, on the excess side <laughs> a little bit. But mm-hmm. the, the good thing is that, you know, very traditional industries uh, or sectors have moved forward. One of the guests on the Wireless New Year's podcast uh, last season was Peter Summers, the CEO of Emirates Post. And mm-hmm. we saw first both as an organization, but also as a sector, how they were kind of pushed completely forward in, in that space. I was talking to a lawyer friend of mine in Saudi Arabia, and he's saying, oh, no, I have to go. I have a, I have a court session with a judge, you know, representing a client. And I said, well, you, I said, no, he said, no, everything is on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the whole idea of actually a court session to be held on Zoom, I think would have been preposterous to anybody. <laughs> uh, what, what we're seeing the most, and maybe you're, you're seeing it as well, is the, it's true that we are suffering from a lot of Zoom fatigue and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are, are having uh, that. But the efficiency of, of, of doing meetings, uh, uh, for me particularly, because I am sitting in Barcelona now and actually none of my business contacts are in Barcelona. So I don't, I don't have to go anywhere beyond going out maybe for lunch or something. Mm-hmm. The efficiency that I have in just moving from one meeting to, uh, to another with a click of a button is, is, is amazing. And uh, I, I came to Dubai a few weeks ago for, uh, for a couple of weeks. And of course, there's an element of, oh, you're back. So I had to see a, a few people. But, but the, the element, because Dubai is rather open and, and we were going to meetings and, and, and lunches, etc. The inefficiency even in, in one city uh, was uh, was very high, you know. It, mm. the, the hit on productivity was apparent, which makes me always wonder. Like, I think we've saved, uh, you know, we've saved fifty to one hundred hours a month between travel, uh, international, between commutes. Some, you know, in, at a certain point of time, we weren't even going to the gym, etc. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and but I didn't feel that we had you know 100 more hours uh, <laughs> on our hands. Still right? super busy. Still not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, but yeah, I think you do. You you manage the when there is more time, then you fill it with more stuff, right? Because it's also that error in that. Well, if I don't have to travel for 30 minutes or one hour, then I should be doing something with that time. And then suddenly yeah. something else gets shifted, and you think, oh, well, I was, was going to do that then. And so it is yeah. it is quite interesting. But yeah, that's a very interesting insight in terms of the idea. And I have heard a lot of people talk about this idea of a reset and that we've been forced to, to, to look at how we were all traveling at, literally even metaphorically at a thousand miles an hour all the time and not not really focusing maybe on certain things. And whilst this is virtual, I also agree with you that actually the touch of a button means that you can perhaps actually engage with more people. Uh, although it's virtually, you can actually get to more people and have conversations and meaningful conversations through the technology, which uh, I think is, I'm a massive advocate of it in terms of my day job being digital marketing. And I do this thing with um, Beat the Cyber Bully. So I talk to kids about cyber safety and so forth. So the good and the bad of of technology, yeah. but I'm a massive technology advocate because I see how beneficial it can be when it's used the right way. And that's a big part of this, you know, they're tools at the end of the day and people can use tools for good things and they use them for bad things. But I think, and I've seen this conversation going around, I wonder that once we get to the point of vaccines and we're allowed to go and do things, are we going to slip straight back into how we were doing it before? Or will we maybe take on some of the learnings of this time? And I'm I'm skeptical, unfortunately, because I think we'll slip. We'll slip back because, I, the other day, first of all, there is no nothing that compensates, you know, human contact and, and body language and uh, and uh, you know a handshake or or, or a hug at the end of or the hug, day, yeah. uh, even for business. Uh, but uh, I think certain habits will 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 slip seamlessly into the background as well, and and also technology will help into making it a safer environment. Uh, I always take the uh, the example of, of after 9-11 because we had that pullback, but then came back. But but also a lot of uh, things became part of, uh, you know, much stronger security checks at airports, yeah. which slowly faded away, you know, that the whole concept of 100 milliliter containers in a sealed bag is a way out of many of many uh, airports nowadays. Uh, but, but now we take it for granted that we have to remove the laptop from the bag, for instance, yeah. and that we might be asked to take off our shoes. So certain things, I mean, but I think technology will, will help, especially with things like 5G and IoT in uh, enabling early detection and enabling mm-hmm. smarter environment that can, uh, you know, avoid future outbreaks because for, I'm not an expert in healthcare or, or epidemiology, but what I'm hearing is that we will have to live with, uh, with, uh, yeah. with, I mean, we're not eradicating the virus anytime soon or viruses in general. We will just have to find better ways to detect them early stop their spread in a fast way and you know uh, reduce their impact on on, on us as people adapt yeah yeah yeah, definitely no very insightful very insightful and uh, i appreciate that um that that journey actually taking me on that journey um we like to try and keep our our our, um, podcast episodes around that 40 minute mark but one thing i always want to ask our um our guests um, before before ending is is about resources you, you've done a tremendous amount of things you've taken different paths you've been in the corporate world you've shifted across one of the things that a lot of people um when it comes to entrepreneurship and thinking about running their own business is this idea of um well what, what where do i turn for help now you've already already recommended a great resource in terms of tie um but i always yeah. like to ask people from your own personal perspective is there anything that you would recommend um, whether it's books whether it's podcasts whether it's mentors anything that you say you know what i would i got massive benefit from this i would highly recommend it to you 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I think reading uh, helps a lot. Uh, one of one resource that I've been reading for a long time, and it always, you know, brings me these ideas. And sometimes I beat myself for not uh, taking uh, maybe their advice early on. Is Wired magazine. So uh, from one perspective is Wired magazine. From the other perspective is the Wireless Viewers podcast, of course. Absolutely, <laughs> but, yeah, a very uh, good resource. <laughs> and. Uh, and you know, reading books is, is always nice. One book that I started reading a while ago, I, I didn't finish it, but uh, it helps, especially for I think for people, for entrepreneurs or professionals who are you know at a certain uh, you know depth in their career. It's called the, the the second mountain, and it talks about how you have a first mountain typically, which is your career and your from university to career, and you're driven by a certain vector to achieve and compete, and uh, at a certain stage due to uh, uh, either personal incidents or uh, surrounding, uh, you know, uh, you know, light bulbs that uh, operate, you get onto a second mountain where you start giving back. And to be mm -hmm. honest, this giving back, and especially through Thai, was, uh, you know, the silver lining in, 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 in March, April, May, June for me, because we, we were struggling in all other businesses. And that was one area of my calendar where we were giving back and helping, you know, an entrepreneur over a phone call or doing an event, you know, over Zoom, mm -hmm. where people were, you know, capturing that. So that part, I think, is, is very important uh, from, that, from that perspective, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that that is a lovely um, thing to be able to say that you guys did in terms of opening up the library of, for for training for people to reskill, to rethink, and 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 just better themselves. Because again, there's exactly. there is the opportunity to do that uh, during that. But um, I also wanted to ask you, tell me about this ah, T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> uh, today I'm wearing, uh, you know, the uh, one of our uh, meditary T-shirt and. Uh, on it, it's written uh, in Arabic, hub, uh, which is the word, the Arabic word for love. And uh, I, I, you know, we 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 have three principles of of doing business, which we think are uh, uh, represented in this T-shirt. The first one is there's no one size fits all. And you know, when when I give you one of these T-shirts, I would always ask you which size do you want. So of I course, you can tailor one. much more. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Yeah. So uh, so that and that's a very important rule in, in you know in relationships in doing business. There's no one size fits all. The second one is, is love itself, and uh, it takes time. You know, love. It's true that it it happens sometimes as a lightning strike, but. There's a whole journey around that, you know, from dating to getting engaged to getting married doesn't happen overnight. And ultimately to have a baby, you still need nine months you know, of, yeah. uh, of uh, very hard work uh, there. So, uh, uh, and the message there, it takes time to build relationships, to build a client base, to build trust with your customers, to enter in your vision for everything. We believe that it takes time and the process, quick wins are good, but that they might not last uh, forever. And the last thing is uh, that, uh, you know, and it's a quote from, from my brother who runs a very successful uh, ad agency out of Lebanon. And he always tells me, yeah, if we do something interesting, people will remember us. And so with a T-shirt like this, you will always remember us. And when people ask you about your T-shirt, you will tell them, uh, this is where, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, fantastic. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Uh, Ziad, uh, it just remains for me to say thank you very much for your time. Um, I, I really appreciate that. I uh, wish you all the best. We'll stay in touch, uh, hopefully, from, from that side of things. So, again, thank you very much. For sure. Thank you. And, very, uh, thanks a lot. 
for everybody listening thank you for tuning in uh, we will be uh, back soon in terms of uh, guests but if there is anyone that you would like us to speak to please do drop us a line at wishlist at swanglinese.rocks thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you soon thanks so much for listening to this episode of swanglinese with your hosts barry lee cummings and oscar and we'll catch you next time